When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But we kept coming back to the same mantra, and that was that Stan Pat was sort of the best course of action. Uh, unless we knew we really could help the team, I, I wanted to make sure that there was no disruptions. And one of the things that came forth through this whole process is we, we try to be very transparent with our team. You know, when players' names get out in the media, and we let them know and we talk to them. and. Um, I had six players come up to me before this trade deadline, which had never happened in um, in, in basketball for me in, in an executive position, say, keep this team together. Mm -hmm. You know, they feel like that they were overachieving and they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulders and they wanted to have the opportunity to uh, finish us out and try to get into the players because they know, just like all of us, that uh, we weren't predicted to make the playoffs. and. And we're in a dogfight. It's going to be tough. We know that. But uh, one specific uh, conversation I had with the player was basically uh, we're comfortable with each other. We like each other. We love the locker room. And we've had some great wins. We're not perfect, but we're going to give it our all to make the playoffs. And, you know, that, that carried a lot of weight with me going into the, uh, the week up to the trade deadline. And then... We had a few small things, um, but one of the things that we feel very confident about is that our culture means everything. And a guy like uh, you know Al Jefferson, who may not play as much, moving Al or his contract could have been feasible, but uh, Al meant more to us than he did to any other team. And to me, he's like our more, most important player. And I didn't want to do anything with Al because you know, you, you, you look at him, and uh, he's not playing much, or he plays a little bit, but the influence he had on the, our team or has on our team is is gripping. I mean, he really has the team's ear, and so I didn't want to take a player like that off, the, off, our, uh, off our team and then out of our locker room because I don't know what, what that could bring back. At the beginning of the season, did you think this team would have as much success as it has had coming up into the All-Star break? Well, sometimes you define a, a successful team and a season by its wins and losses. We said when we came into this uh, season, we wanted to have a super positive environment. And I really believe that Victor, you know, his, his infectious attitude really trickles down to everybody. And so that was, that's been easy. Um, but everybody else has picked up on it, you know. Darren has come in here. Darren Collison's come in and played terrific. He's almost a 50-40-90 guy. Uh, Corey is just tough as nails. Um, you can go on down the line. Thad has been just Mr. Consistency. He comes out and he brings it every day. And then Miles is an improving young player. So, you know, you put that all together. Just It just didn't make sense to make any moves. When you look at the dynamic in the locker room in particular, from, from your own experience with these guys and seeing how much fun they have on the court, does that make it? 
that I guess it was a weight off your shoulders maybe thing. I don't have to make a move. Like these guys are getting along by themselves and having some success. Well, uh, you know, Herb and I had a lot of conversations going into it with, with sort of what was the true strategy. And, you know, my history has been to make a lot of change, quick change, uh, not be scared to turn over a roster quickly. You know, you've seen some teams do that. You know, Cleveland did that this year. Um, but at the end of the day, there was one thing that came back to me from one player, and he looked me in the eye and he basically said, we deserve to see this thing through. No one believed in us. No one thought we'd be any good. We deserve this. And so, God, that held a lot of weight with me. And, you know, what happens is you develop these relationships with players. And as, as you see them, we're not perfect. We have little, little arguments. We're like a little family. But what, what I notice about this team is they have this foundation of respect with each other. And that's what we've always wanted. You know, we wanted open communication with our players, with our coaches, with management. And so a lot of times we haven't seen small issues become big issues. And when that player came in and said, we deserve to see this thing through, man, that was powerful for me. Kevin, uh, as you build this team and, you know, they're playing well, what do you see as the next step or steps that this team needs personnel-wise to kind of take them to another level? Well, for me, it's all about individual personal growth, number one. I think we have Victor, who is literally having one of the best seasons uh, a Pacer can have. Uh, Miles needs to grow. Sabonis needs to grow. But we don't just put that on our young foundation. We, we expect our, all of our players to try to get better. And um, we probably talk a, about a culture of development more than anybody you know it's like every single day we talk about how can they develop more Just, and, and a lot of people think well you know you're improving the shooting and rebounding but it's even more than that you know we have we have people that try to improve our players as human beings too and that's that's important too because you look at the whole the whole person if that whole person improves you got a better basketball player so we really, really looked at that and feel like that's really important. You mentioned Miles and Sabonis. Obviously, it could depend on what else is around that moving forward, but could you envision a scenario where at some point maybe Sabonis and Miles are starting together? I, I, well, I don't know about starting. I think that's up to them. I never get into playing time. That's not my deal. That's Nate's deal. And then I really believe the players determine how much they play. And so if if those guys can show us that they deserve to play together, then I'll, I think you'll see that. The other thing is we really mm -hmm. want it to be flexible with what we're going forward with. Uh, we've got some cap space right now, and a lot of people think as soon as the trade deadline is over that uh, your cap space is gone, and that's not true. We have $5.8 million in cap space, and that becomes very valuable during the draft you can take contracts in on the draft. So, uh, and, and, and sometimes there's more motivation at that point in time than actually at the trade deadline because, you know, you have a player, he's played all year, but yet you can still get him off your books. We'll be that team that could sit there and, uh, and look at taking on some contracts and picks. And I think that's where we'll be able to get really aggressive that and July 1st. So, the draft in July 1st becomes more important to us. You have one available roster spot. Do you have any intentions in filling that? We're looking at it. I mean, there's the buyout list, but we won't know about that. And sometimes it gets 
we get surprised by who gets bought out. Um, and then we got the overseas look, uh, guys coming back from China or Europe. And then, you know, we really try to cu cultivate this deal. We'll, we'll look there first. I'd like to really, you know, see if we're developing those players and getting them ready for uh, the NBA because we put a lot of resources into that. Kevin, with how Victor, Domas, and Miles, that core, that young core, do you feel like you guys are more, maybe more attractive? for a free agent spot than you were three or four months ago with Hal, Victor, Miles, and Delmont? I don't think there's any doubt. That along with Herb saying that he wants to spend to have a good team with us having the ability to spend and go find players. Now, that doesn't mean we'll go spend it if it's not the right thing. I mean, I've been in situations where you just can't wait. It's like you're, you got a, a gift card and you're just waiting to spend it. But sometimes it's good to hold it too. So that's why we chose to hold right now. But we'll be aggressive at the at the appropriate time. And yeah, we're going to use Victor, Miles, and Sabonis as major attraction. That along with our practice facility, which is world class, and our medical staff, who's the best in the business. And you know, we we're an attractive destination. You know, we might not be the the beach city, but if you want to come become a better basketball player, come here work on yourself, become a better basketball player, be a part of a, a culture that, that you, you know, you're put first, um, then, then we, we, we can do that. And that's what we wanted. That's by plan. What sorts of things do you want to see from Miles Turner moving forward? Where, where can he develop next besides getting bigger and stronger? Well, I think you just hit the number one. He's got to get stronger. I think he's got to get a post game because they're switching and putting smaller guys on him. And then... Um, you know, there's a thing in the league called dirty rebounds, which means if it's between a couple players, he's got to start winning those battles. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's fully aware of it. He knows he's got to get stronger. He works on it. But those kind of things are really done in the summer, Bob. I mean, you, you get stronger in the summer when, when you're not playing game after game after game. But we've made him aware. He knows of that. And uh, we feel like he can take a big step if he, if he gets stronger. You said Simon's willing to spend. Does that mean you're, you have the ability, if need be, to go into the tax? Or is that I, a conversation I don't know you that. I, I know this, that if there's opportunities to make our team significant better, significantly better, that, that he's given me the green light. And that's something that we wanted. You know, this year our, our uh, salaries are pretty low. And that gives us flexibility, not right now, but it also does in for the future. And that's, that's what's really important to us. When you took over the job was flexibility, having just got four guys under contract for sure next season, was that one of your primary goals at the foundation level? Well, flexibility is good when, you're, when you don't have the team that you want. But we kind of have this really good balance of a few players who are going to be here for a long time that we feel like we can develop, and then adding... And it may be adding one this summer or two this summer. I don't see us adding 10 or eight this summer like we have this past summer when we, we brought in a, quite a few players. So, you know, it's hard to acclimate. I, I do believe that there's a huge value in, um, in having some continuity too. So I want some continuity, but it's not quite time to make that big, big thing happen. And it could happen in a draft and it could happen in July 1 because then we open up potentially 30 to 50 million a cap. And that's when you can do some really, really good trades and, and signings. What do you feel is this team's greatest need at this point? Uh, 
you know there's all kinds of thoughts on how you build a team you can build with you know a few years ago was build with the best three players you possibly can build you know the more I watch our team I feel like we've got a really special player in that you can put complementary pieces around him and complimentary might not be as good a word, but players who are good players that don't demand the ball as much because Victor's going to have the ball down the stretch. You're going to have to figure out how to play a, a Victor, um, Miles Turner, or Oladipo pick and roll. That's that's what we're going to be. So, you know, Collis, Collis has been so good at catch and shoot this year. I mean, I think he's 40% or pretty close to 40% from three. But players that can defend their position, make shots, and have some toughness. I think those are the things we'll be looking for. And you know, Nate said no Glenn probably till after the All-Star yeah. break. Yeah, he's going to get after it the next two weeks. Uh, then we're going to have two practices after the All-Star game. Uh, and they're going to get after it. And that's really when we'll be about evaluating when he can come back. In the stints of Fort Wayne, do you think he can give you something down the stretch? Yes, I do. I'm very hopeful. He's he has worked so hard that you know he needs a chance. Kevin, you, we had talked to you on opening night, and you had been forced to make a prediction on win total for the season. What would you have said? I can't remember. Season? What did I say? I don't think you did make one tonight. Good. <laughs> I'm not going to say one now. But in, in your mind, how much, or is this team overachieving? Oh my gosh! <clears throat> on a win loss, just expectations. I mean, by a factor of six, seven, eight games right now. And more than that, it's that when I watch our team and we get down, I see them stay together. A lot of times you can tell a good team and a bad team by you get down by 20 and everybody's going in different directions. This team seems to stay together and believe. And, you know, I see the players say, hey, come on, we can get this going again. And we've had some big-time comeback wins and I think that's a sign of a good foundation. That's something we've, we've always wanted. I don't want to get down by 20 tonight or in the future but when we do I feel like we chip away and we compete and we just keep we keep pounding the rock a little bit and that's what, what I like about this team. Have they brought you to your feet maybe one or two times this year in the field? Oh God, more than once. I love it. At the end of the day I'm a fan, you know. I like seeing great basketball. I like when we play great basketball but I like seeing great basketball. Kevin, one you of, were asked about the win-loss, and you said you could win 41 games and not enjoy it, or you could win 25 and maybe enjoy it. Was there a point in this season where you kind of realized this team had that enjoyable brand of basketball about itself? It was pretty early on, and I really think it happened in the summer when guys were coming back and we were seeing some pretty competitive games. I, I feel like, you know, in, in this business, it's easy to get as a player only into yourself. Like, you just... You look at yourself, how am I doing, what's going on with me, and you kind of forget the teamness of basketball. I feel like the strength of this team is that they really look out for each other. We, we take pictures of the bench all the time. It's one of the things we feel like is really important. And then we hang them up in their locker room. And you see, literally, we've got 2,000 pictures of Miles getting crazy when Sabonis gets a dunk or... Uh, Victor going crazy when Lance makes a layup and hugs Lance and you know there really is a thousand moments of those that, that give you great encur encouragement for the future Kevin at, at this point would it be a disappointment not to make a plan 
I, I said this, that if we did three things going in to this season, play hard, play smart, play together on a consistent basis, I don't know where this team would end up. We want to make the playoffs. But to say it would be a disappointment if we didn't, that's not fair to this team either. But I got a good feeling. You know, we've got 20, 26 games left. We've got a tough schedule. There's no doubt about it. We have a very tough schedule moving forward. But again, we, we compete. Sometimes we get our butts beat, but we compete. And, you know, we've had some tough uh, stretches where we've lost five and then four. But I always felt like that next game we'd get it back, and, and they've been able to do it. And that's a real testament to, to the locker room because a lot of times you can take four or five games and turn them into eight and ten very easily. And uh, we come out and we, we, we come out swinging after those times. You just can't respond real well to what happened Wednesday with the rain out. Is there a protocol moving forward as to when that game might take place or work with the discussion? We've been in constant contact with the league. The problem is anywhere you put it is bad for them or really bad for us. So... Uh, we don't want that. We know it was an accident. Um, my guess is in the next couple of days we'll hear something. Kevin, as one of six teams under the cap, um, what, what kind of options does that give you to bring in to make trades and to do different are you, things? Are you talking about uh, at the draft or uh, July 1? July 1. Well, July 1, we could have up to 30 and potentially 50. Mm. So... What that does, number one, is it allows you to go look at signing players. Number two, it allows you to look at taking on players and then taking on picks. And then three, it, it, it's probably the biggest thing is you can do uneven trades. You can send out a contract that's small and take back a huge contract. And in, a, in an era where some summers players got really, really compensated well that – you know, we've been pretty good with our books, and I think that that's a big advantage moving forward. Kevin, when you traded for Delmas, projecting him after that one year in Oklahoma City, how difficult was that? I mean, I know he started a lot down there, but his numbers are nothing like they are here. Well, I tell you what, I give Ryan Carr, our director of scouting, a ton of credit. Um, I mean, he pounded the table on that kid in the draft, and then – he watched Oklahoma City when he was Oklahoma City, and he just said, look, I think we can use him better. So I give him a ton of credit, really do. You tried to move up to get him, didn't you? Yes, we did. He was our guy in, in that draft. We, we really wanted him. And that's why when you look back at the trade, some people say, well, you didn't get enough or you got too much, whatever. We decided in that, in that process that we had two players that we really wanted, and once that, that uh, became clear that we could get him, we, we – uh, hit the switch and we moved on. Is it difficult <laughs> to resist the temptation to say, told you? No, not really. I mean, I, Sam Presti is a really good friend of mine. We work together. Um, where I got the most heat in truth was uh, I played a couple years of high school basketball in Oklahoma, and my, my ex-teammates were ruthless when I did that trade. And, you know, they were sending me the Oklahoma City Police tweets and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I, I favorited a, a tweet about, oh, I don't know, uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, it was a little wink back to my buddies. It wasn't a wink back to Oklahoma City. It was to my buddies. And that was kind of funny. And, but I actually, actually I, I called Sam after that and said, Sam, you know, that was to my buddies, that went to you guys. And he, he laughed about it. He was like, oh, my God, that's great. So I think it was a win-win in terms of the trade. You know, Paul's at a place where he's, 
has a chance to compete at the highest level against some of the best teams. And for us, we hit a little bit the reset button, but Victor has been um, at the very least super special for us and somebody we can really build around. And Domas, if, if you guys know Domas, I mean, he is like Hoosier basketball. It's like Lithuania and Indiana is like somehow <laughs> connected because we sort of developed the same kind of players. He's a lunch pail and hard hat kind of guy, and I, we love that. I mean, that's, that's exactly – as a matter of fact, he got on the floor the other day and helped us get a loose ball and get a layup and helped us win. And those are little things we love about Domas. And what we forget about Domas is that, you know, he's 21 years old. You know, he, him and Miles are the same age, and so as they grow together and get better, we, we feel like we've got a nice little front line. Kevin, with many teams out of salary cap space are very limited. How Number one in your conversations, how do you see that impacting the value of first-round picks and also moving forward player options with money on the books already for those guys? Well, first-round picks, it's interesting because I would say this, that I don't know many trade deadlines where only one got traded. I think Cleveland traded theirs, but that was the only one that got traded. And you look at, you know, previous five and six, and many felt like. So people are holding on to those because it's a player and it's cost certainty for four, potentially five years. So those are, are very valuable. What was that? And then question? player options because of that's money they can lock in. Well, you look, now at what's our, available. you look at our player options, uh, Darren and Boyan. They've exceeded our expectations at such a high level that it'd be hard. Our, our, our question I'll ask, you know, Chad Buchanan and Peter Dinwiddie will be, what replacement player is better than that? And I can't think of any on my, off the top of my head. You know, I'd like to keep those guys. You know, things are subject to change, but they've been us. I mean, they are pacers. They love. They were both those guys were one of the guys that came up to me and said, "Don't make any trades. We're gonna we're gonna fight for this playoff for you." And so. They become part of the Pacers' ethos, and for us, that's as important as anything. I like keeping those guys and looking to add to that. Because then Thad and Corey's also yeah, part of well, that those, bunch. Those are player options. So right, that's what I was, yeah. yeah, so we don't know if they opt in or not. You know, We won't know until after the season, well after the season. But because the market is what it is, got Lou Williams taking Eight. about a mid-level. Yeah. Can, can you forecast from there? Oh, Guys, I wish decisions. I had a crystal ball, yeah. but it's tough. It's tough right now. We won't know what they can get, and um, that's too many variables, too too much down the line. We're looking at it right now, but nothing's been sort of set in stone. Okay, five more minutes. Kevin, having you know made a whole a lot of deals at this deadline, do you, would you say you got very close to doing something close or not close at all? I think we had three things up on our board. All three things we, we dialed in pretty hard about a day before. A lot of times during that specific moment, you have 10 things. We dialed down to three pretty quick. And they were all about just adding players. We weren't going to have to subtract a player. We could take on a player. And at the end of the day, with Glenn coming back and our bench being playing a little bit better, that we didn't want to disrupt that. That that you have to have the right fit first. You know, like I can't underestimate or underplay how important we we look at fit. We talk about fit for hours on one player. We just we talk about it. Our scouts come in and say, 
you know, is 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 he fit in? Does he does he feel like he's a pacer? You know, and so we spend hours of just talking about that, and we couldn't get comfortable with those players. Uh, they're a heck of players, but just right now at this time and and place. We wanted. We felt like this team deserved the opportunity to get into the playoffs themselves. They wanted to prove some people wrong. Let's see if they can do it. Kevin, you stated that when you had to make the trade over the summer, that there was one other possibility that you took seriously. Can you, looking back, how close did you come to that one? How hard the decision was to do the one you did? Well, uh, with that trade, we had two things on our board. Uh, I looked around the room and I asked Chad Buchanan which one you want to do. He said, I want to do Victor and Sabonis. I looked at Peter Dinwiddie and I said, which one do you want to do? Uh, he said, Victor and Sabonis. I uh, asked Herb, who do you want to do? He said, Victor and Sabonis. So if I was going to go against those three, <laughs> uh, I'd have been in big trouble. So we feel pretty good about how that worked out. We, we know we got the right players because Quite frankly, they love being here. How much, how important that is to us, I mean, that, that is, that's paramount for us. They wanted to be here. Now, we didn't know it at the time, but as soon as we got here, they got here, we spent some time, we knew this was their home. Pacerville was their home. With Summer League, all 30 teams in one spot, you mentioned over the summer how you like that because the timeline's pushed back. What other um, good things can come out of that, do you think? Well, Versus it's tournament, Orlando. too. You know, you put together a team, and at the end of the day, they, they do a tournament out there. So you get, a, you get to see your players react in a playoff, uh, a summer league playoff atmosphere, and I like that. I think that'll be good for our guys.